0: health always a conundrum and our gps are dropping like flies in 10 years um there's a 50 percent chance that your current family doctor will not longer uh, no longer be there on the line with us dr brian betty who's the medical director of the new zealand college of gps and a practicing gp himself actually Hello there, Doctor. Hey, Doctor.
1: Oh, Hi, how are you?
0: Doing Good. well. Doing well. So we've had a very interesting discussion. We've got some questions for you, Brian. Um, hey, hey, fair enough. Why, why have we got this crisis? Why are so many people dropping out?
1: Yeah, look, I mean, this hasn't just happened overnight. It's um, It's been over the last 10, 20 years, um, this problem has been flagged, and it's sort of been hidden under the surface that we haven't been training enough GPs in New Zealand. That's been basically the problem.
0: Why don't we? So is is that because we don't have the staff to train them or we don't have the applicants? Or the threshold's too high to get into med school?
1: Yeah, well, look, I mean, there's a number of issues here. One, we don't train enough doctors probably in New Zealand. That's problem number one. Number two, um, basically undergraduate medical students don't get much exposure to general practice. So their whole experience is often hospital-based, so the weighting is towards hospital specialties. So now what we've seen is less than 20% of graduates now say they want to do general practice. Now what we know is that should be around 40 to 50%, but the reason that's happening is because there's no exposure to general practice during the medical school training. So this is a real, real issue. And the third one is we've now got a big differential. So if you go into to, to specialist training to be a GP, you're actually paid less than if you go into specialist training in a hospital. So this differential thing that's occurred. So there's a number of reasons this has occurred, um, and it's really started to, to come to the fore now with this research that the college has done.
0: So what are we or they doing about it?
1: Well, look, um, we've had discussions with the ministry, multiple discussions over the last few years with the government to say, There is an issue here. It is happening. We're getting close to the line where we've done these surveys and 50% of GPs are now saying they are potentially going to retire in the next eight years. Um, We're not training enough doctors. We have 200 in the training scheme this year, but we need 300 a year just to maintain the levels. Um, And so we're pushing the government and the ministry very hard on these issues that they need to be solved.
0: Is the amount of people retiring, you say 50% retiring in the next 8 to 10 years, is that because they're of retirement age or is that overworked and burnt out with the profession?
1: So there's a combination of issues that have actually started to arise. Number one, yeah, we do have an ageing workforce and we have to acknowledge that. But more importantly, there's been a significant increase in burnout amongst GPs over the last couple of years and that's been backed up by other surveys we've done. And GPs are reporting they're feeling overworked. Um, they've got very, very high patient numbers. Mm. Um, there's a lot of off-patient administrative work that now the system and the DHBs are wanting to be done, um, and they don't feel they've got a lot of support or recognition for the work that's going on in the system. And um, funding is another issue that's become really very, very apparent over the last few years.
0: So when you so say a when number you say of
1: issues that have come together, right? Here. When you
0: say funding. Brian, what does that mean? We hear that to what funding?? Yeah.
1: So 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 basically the way GPS are funded is per patient that enrolls in the practice and the government gives a fee for that, mm. then there's co-payment because the funding from the government doesn't fully um, pay for the cost of the running of the practice. What's actually happened over the last five to ten years, there's a huge amount of administrative work and work that's expected to be done, when the doctor is not face to face with the patient. And the trouble with the funding for the government, it doesn't recognize that fact. So what we're seeing is GPs working weekends, after hours, 60, 70 hour weeks, just to stay on top of the work. And the funding system wasn't designed to do that. It doesn't reflect the amount of work that's been done. And a lot of GPs are saying, well, look, um, I'm just working too many hours here for the remuneration of what's coming back to to, to to me for the work I'm doing. And actually the funding we're getting just doesn't reflect the amount of work that's here.
0: It's fascinating to talk to you. Mm. talking about what will be a chronic shortage of GPs. Dr. Brian Beatty is joining us. Thank you again, Brian. Hey Doctor, do-, do we get many people, GPs come here from overseas and why don't we bring more in from overseas?
1: Yeah look, that's a really good question. Um, yes we do, we're very, very dependent on overseas medical graduates about 40% of the New Zealand workforce is overseas-trained. However, what we've seen in COVID over the last two years is that um, supply of GPs dried up completely because of the closed borders. Mm. And what's been discovered once that's happened is that we've got an underlying shortage of New Zealand-trained GPs or GPs within the country. So, um, yeah, we are actually very, very dependent on that. Uh, People who come out for a year or two years and maybe go back Some stay, but um, at the end of the day, we we totally rely on that overseas workforce to maintain the GP numbers in this country.
0: Two quick questions to finish. Would it make a difference by lowering the threshold a little? You know, like if you've got to get a sort of an A-plus standard, an excellent UMAT to get into med school, in the first instance there's 2,000-odd that apply, you accept 200, and that includes the pathways for foreign students, Māori, rural, should you drop the threshold?
1: Well, look, I think that's a a discussion that the universities need to engage in. However, more the issue is the funding for the medical students and the number of places that are funded by the government. So Hmm. that's actually the issue.
0: Do we need another med school?
1: Well, look, that's one of the things that has been discussed. Um, However, there's probably capacity with Otago and Auckland. What we need is more student places funded by the government. Um, That's really what determines how many medical graduates we have each year.
0: It is so good yeah, to get your you. thoughts on this. Doctor, thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Dr. Brian Beatty, uh, Medical Director of the New Zealand College of GPs. Mm. So it's money from the government and we'd have more, many more trainees. Trainees. Simple. <laughs> oh, simple, <laughs> Hey, we'll go back to that money tree because we've been drawing from that a bit lately. <laughs>